This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This show is sponsored by NatureBox. NatureBox ships tasty and guilt-free snacks right to your door with over 100 flavors to choose from, like Asiago and Cheddar Cheese Crisp, Pistachio Power Clusters, and Big Island Pineapple. You'll never get bored of snacking again. Try NatureBox for free by going to naturebox.com slash badchristian. That's naturebox.com slash badchristian. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. How's it going, knuckle draggers? I say knuckle draggers because when I picture our audience, I'm thinking it's just a bunch of dumb cavemen, Neanderthal dudes out there. I think that's the primary demographic we have. But hey, I, I'm glad to have you guys. So crack a Coors Light and settle in for a Bad Christian Podcast. Now... As I've said before, the reason we do a podcast is so y'all will listen to all the products and bullshit we try to push to you guys. I've got a bunch of them today. Number one, listen to the Free Sex Podcast. It's on our website, or you can go to freesexpod.com. The episode this week is called Oral Sex Part 1. Also, I got a new episode of Break It Down. That's my other podcast. I talk to Science Mike. We talk about cosmology, life on other planets, intergalactic travel, conspiracy theories, you name it. That's a good one. That's breakitdownpod.com. Um, also, Joey wanted me to tell you, we have all three of our ebooks that we've put out for sale right now on our web store for $3. They're a dollar a piece. You get them in a bundle. Go to badchristian.com. Go to the store. You'll find it. All right. Emory on tour in August. We've got VIP packages where you get to come hang out with me and Toby and the rest of the guys, and we're going to sing songs. We're going to do acoustic set on our bus, hang out, have a beer with us. Go to emorymusic.com forward slash VIP. Check out those dates. It's with As Cities Burn, which brings me to my next point. Aaron Lunsford, the drummer from As Cities Burn, one of our best friends in the world, has written a book. The book is called Backstage, How I Almost Got Rich playing drums in a Christian hardcore band. It's unbelievable. It's such an awesome book, and we're helping him put that out. It's going to be released on BC Words. That's our publishing, our our, uh, book publishing company. Not that we know what we're doing, but we're helping people do stuff, and we figure it out as we go. All right, last thing, another thing along those lines. There's a band called Money Pit. They're incredible. This the guy is a couple of guys, ex-members of Gatsby's American Dream, who you may have seen on tour with Emory. Uh, they're from Seattle. They used to do the Warp Tour. They're a great band, a new band called Money Pit. So go to moneypitmusic.com. Uh, this music is excellent. It's, they're friends of ours. We really like it. We love it. We'll tell you more about it later. But go to moneypitmusic.com. You can download four of their songs right now. You're going to love this band. All right. Thank you for listening to all my promotional stuff today. Let's do an episode. Just do it. We got a long way to go and a short time to get there. We're going to see what they say can be. Ah, forget it. Three, two, one. Hit it. Let's uh, 
Lasagna. Joe's from, by himself and, and living large. Yeah, Lasagna. This is Matt from Seattle <laughs> signing in from my wife's closet. Where are you fellas at? This is Toby in Clinton, Missouri. I am at the church office in between counseling sessions. And man, I really need to get through this quickly because there's a lot of ministry to be done. All right, Joey. That You know what? I did notice that that was one of the worst beatboxes you've ever done, and I think it's because I wasn't in the room with you. I motivate you in ways that you don't even know. Well, there's a certain synergy that happens in there, that way. Yeah, sure there is. sure is. This synergy. So, you may ask why I'm in Clinton, Missouri. Why am I 18 hours of driving nope. away from Charleston? We weren't asking well, that. I'm visiting family here in Clinton, Missouri. Yeah, nobody asked. My no. wife and I used to live here a little bit, so now we're, we're back visiting, seeing old friends and family. It's fun. You like the Midwest? I love it. I know you do. I I like parts of it. I, there are really pretty parts of, of uh, Missouri for sure. Yeah. Nope. Man. Midwest stinks. You don't like it? No, it stinks. Yeah. Boring. Matt doesn't like it because of the people. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's the people. It's not. I mean, I can deal with flat, boring land and no industry or economy, but the people are the worst. <laughs> I got to tell you all this, man. Like, like, I, I got to be careful because I don't want to say something that's kind of insensitive. But you do I, every podcast. But go ahead. <laughs> I saw the prettiest dude, maybe that I've ever laid my eyes on. Like good looking. Um, yeah, he manages the AT&T store, one of them in Charleston, and I'm telling you, very, very pretty guy. So what I mean by that is also very, very gay. So the guy that's helping me... Can you be different levels of gay? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. Matt, think so. is that a... Can you do science real quick? Is how What, what level... What are the levels of gay? Well, no, no, no. I think, I think the because you can be very gay. No, the point very, here, very gay. No, there's the point here. <laughs> Joey is that, said this guy was very, very. Joey, very there probably gay. is a better description. You could say he's very flamboyant, <laughs> maybe. Well, what I mean, That's what I mean type. by that is, is you you have some gay dudes that are just super. They're not the feminine uh, type. They're just super. But tough they're not less gay. So that's they're equally as gay. Okay, so I'm I'm using the word most of those exact gay things. I'm using the word gay inappropriately then to speak on how people talk, how they use their hands, like how they carry themselves, (laughs) and that sort of thing. Okay, go ahead. All right. So anyway, he this is the manager, and he comes up and kind of checking on how things going, and you know I I. I hesitate to imitate him because it'll come across like I'm, then I'm don't crashing do on my, it. my gay brothers <laughs> yeah, I, here. I would not so do it. I'm not going to do that. But I found myself talking to him like I would talk to any guy. The guy was just like, hey, this is, uh, and I'll make up a name. Hey, this is Johnny, the manager, and Johnny is very gay. And <laughs> I say, hey, what's up, dude? How's it going, man? What's up? You know, kind of like I would talk to anyone. But then it hit me. I was just like, is that offensive to him? Like he's obviously very much so carries himself in a feminine manner hmm. and it's almost like i tried to make him like me like i'm i'm like a dude i'm like hey what's up dude and i didn't mean anything by it but i'm almost it's almost like equality to me i want to treat him just like a guy but not in a disrespectful way but in a ah, i acknowledge he's a dude right is that okay well i think you might well, be up in your head spinning your wheels a little bit with the politically correct climate that you're in i don't think that it's uh I, you know, I don't think it's necessary to confuse gender 
nicknames with sexual orientation, some people would tell you there. <laughs> but, I mean, he is a, a dude. is just a, a guy, right? I mean, it's like if a frat boy came up to you, he'd call you brosif, probably. But that wouldn't mean that you were a frat guy. He he is a dude. Like, you called a gay dude dude. And I think that that is because he is. He's a, he's a male. And what you perceived as feminine is just a part of his personality, which, you know, regardless of him being gay or not. But here, here's the thing. Matt, you said this orientation. That word has been kind of going around in my mind a little bit lately, and I, I've been wondering. I just want to have a open discussion here about this, and people are going to bash us, maybe, or bash me. Um, yeah, just you for for talking about and probably this Joey so freely, and maybe, and maybe not. Uh, but I just want. To, I'm looking at this from a human standpoint. But <laughs> do you think? Do you think that maybe we are being taught wrongly, or or maybe the word is? Uh, narrowly or, or a narrow viewpoint about what sexual orientation is. What do you mean by and, that? And Well, I guess, okay, I have heard tons of straight people say, you know what, I'm just attracted to white girls. Or, man, I'm just attracted to uh, tall, dark-headed, you know, men. Uh, or, you know, I, I, honestly, I don't know why, but I've always dated an Asian guy or I've always dated an Asian girl, you know, like that, that, uh-huh. and that seems to be okay. That doesn't seem like there's an, there's something about that, that, that innately that they think is a part of what they are attracted to. Uh-huh. And so I'm wondering like, th- why is that so easily accepted? Because I mean, some people could even say that's potentially a form of racism or something like that. But why is that more easily ex- accepted? Seriously, but Again, why is that you, more easily? You like Joey have got a bunch of uh, Facebook political correctness going around in your head, and you're transfusing <laughs> race and orientation and everything. Well, I, no, I'm just saying. I mean, if you said I only like Asian girls or Asian boys, yeah. or, or men, right? Uh, then you know what 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 is, what does that actually mean? What why why is that why is that for a Christian? so easily accepted but the opposite side you know it why is it so hard for somebody to say well i'm attracted to the same sex or something so here's your what you're saying is like that's like hey man that's my type brunettes not blondes or something and so you're saying is or i like big girls yeah but could that be so would that be built in enough to where that could be even called a very fine-tuned specific or sexual orientation Right, and and, and the, let me clarify a little bit more. What I'm saying is, I feel like though everybody goes, well, this is what sex is, man. Like especially on the Christian side, this is just a man and a woman. We all go, okay, that's what it is. But I don't even think they actually believe that. I don't even think Christians actually believe that. Either. I think they do think, well, I'm attracted to this kind of guy or this kind of girl or whatever. You know, the, the, it's way broader what you actually are sexually attracted to than what people are just saying, male or female, penis or vagina. So I'm just saying it, it should be. Why don't we have a little bit more understanding? When it's even broader than what we are saying. Hmm. I don't get it. I don't get what you're saying. He's just saying if you can be gay, that's like very, very broad. Or you can be straight, that's very, very broad. But you could be, you could say, could could one say they were born with a genetic proclivity orientation toward five and a half foot uh, Mexican women with dark, straight hair? Is that a potentially a sexual orientation that is that narrow? I don't think you can prove it one way or the other, but I guess I don't think so. That seems like more of a... Okay, how about this, Joey? Is there a certain type of female that you definitely go, I, I'm not attracted to them whatsoever? Yes. Okay, where did that come from? 
And, and and were you born that way? Is there like you actually can say I don't like this? This is what I definitely don't like, but I do like this. And and my whole point is, I'm just thinking like we are putting so sometimes so much pressure well, hold on. on the when, definition. When, when I see 80 year old women, I just you know I don't see them as someone I want to date. So some people do. <laughs> okay, some people do. <laughs> Dude is cracking himself up, man. <laughs> Wow, you're on fire here, Joey. <laughs> Seriously, like he talked about an 80 year old woman. He and thought that was like a slam fire. dunk. Like, <laughs> well, this this podcast is done. <laughs> One million hits. Thank you, Joey, for your awesome joke there. Matt and I are having a conversation. You had to bring in geriatrics to it. Thanks a lot. No, <laughs> Appreciate I, that. I, I I agree with you, and I think I mean I it it made be really fickle on my part but i think you won me over can i, I take think, an alternative crack at it no i'm still talking oh, okay feel free i think you may be on to something and uh just because there's a lot of dudes that like here here's the thing and i what is it about me trying to be so careful i've met dudes that are very much so into overweight girls they just that's who they gravitate towards mm-hmm, and right. I, I, I in youth group i remember a dude he went from one bigger girl to the next as far as who he pursued and i was like man that that's something about him you know that's not all the guys are going for, and he was he was very tiny and skinny too i mean that's that's gosh that's you got me thinking dude well, you got me and, thinking and, Matt, what were you going to well, say? Go I'm ahead. saying I, th- I don't really understand what the point of any of that thinking is. Like people just like whatever they like. I mean, maybe on one hand that's what you're saying, but I would take a more broad view of the entire thing of sexuality. That I think if people could hear what I'm, my, my point of view is, I think immediately everybody would think I'm stupid or crazy. But I think if people yeah. could hear what I'm objectively saying, it would make more. What I'm saying makes the most sense, and and that is that sexuality is fluid. I think. Like anybody can can be into anything, and that doesn't. I mean, like it's it's easy to say uh, straight people just are straight, and that's normal. And gay people choose that, for instance. But I think right. every any straight person might be turned on by homoerotic imagery. That's not crazy. That doesn't mean you are gay. So right. any person could be turned on by anything at any time. I mean, there's people that like leather, bondage, foot fetish, big people, little people, whatever you get into. I mean, you can get into anything. Role no, play. I totally agree. Group sex. Agree. Uh, if, you're, if you're talking about guy on guy, you, you don't even have to call that gay. You can just call it guy on guy. You don't become those things. You could just be turned on for a period by something or just to some degree. It could be, you could do I want to say... In- Se- I want to say in college. Sorry, let me say it this way. Sexuality, to me, I think, is pretty much totally fluid. You just have people that strongly want to identify one way or the other and not admit that there's many, many things that they could be into sexually if they simply did whatever they wanted or were able to admit it yeah. or talk about it. I think sexuality is pretty fluid, which, which you know, LGBT camps might not like that because they want to assert that you're born this way and then christians and straight people often don't want to assert that because they don't want anybody thinking they might could be into some gay stuff but what i'm saying is i think everybody's pretty fluid and it's not that surprising that uh male on male images they could turn me on there's nothing wrong with me yeah i think uh i want to say that i had a dream in college that i was in a homosexual act and definitely remember being turned on but then i don't 
I don't find myself. Were you a top or a bottom? <laughs> I don't find myself ever consciously thinking it doesn't. I want to pursue that sort of relationship. But I do think there's something in sexuality itself that's almost like a separate entity. For example, um, being able to be turned on by a cartoon character. I mean, that sounds silly, but I guarantee you a lot of the guys sure. that are chuckling right now saying, oh, whatever, have done that before. Sure. Been like, wow, that cartoon character. I wish. Yeah, like she first was time I real. saw Jessica Rabbit from Roger Rabbit, I was like, <laughs> oh my lord! And it was made for sex. That's hey, but, but I, I kind of agree with you, man. I just think sexuality uh, is good, that, fluid, that, that, and in a hundred years, you won't be. It won't be as binary as gay and straight. It'll just sexuality will be fluid, and then people can decide what they like or what's wrong or right or helpful or sinful. But, but that's but that's very that's very scary for a Christian, though, well, right? I think it's terrifying but, for I mean, everybody. But, well, also because what that means you can't define it, and the the Bible is very clear on that, or at least seemingly clear, right? Do y'all think that? I mean, on what? On it, uh, that a man was made for a woman, and they will leave and they will cling to each other and leave their parents and all that stuff. And as we say, oh, oh, Christians say this, this is this, and this is sex, and this is what it is, and then it's almost everything but that one thing, and then we have no. Uh, compassion or understanding at all, we just go, yeah, that's just wrong. That's just totally wrong. And I think you're right, man. I like that idea of a spectrum because anybody is potentially open to something on the spectrum, but that would be maybe even across the board, maybe that there's a spectrum for everything. Yeah, well, I think more things will be viewed on, as a spectrum and a three-dimensional three dimensional spectrum at that. As time progresses, well, you'll see way more, way less stuff's going to be black and white, <laughs> sexuality and race both being among them. They will both be completely yeah. understood by all of society in the somewhat future as being fluid, non-things. <laughs> it's just people are individuals. That, that, well, that's Toby, where it will eventually be. Toby, don't you think there's a wider application of what you're saying, though, to, to where people that don't ever grow out of their disdain for vegetables, that's genetics. The fact that I love lasagna and pizza, that's genetics. I mean, seriously, like, can't you, if, if a well, that's certain style That's what I'm saying woman, is more like that. You just, you like what food you like. You're into what turns you on that turns you on. It's fine. I'm not saying some food's not as good for you as others. Some of it's downright dangerous, but well, you hold can on. be You actually you think that's fine? You actually think that's fine to whatever turned you on? No, I'm not. No, fine. I'm saying it is what it is. I'm saying there's certain foods or certain things that can turn you on. Pedophilia, for instance, okay, can turn you on. Bestiality can you, turn you on. It's bad. We can determine that separately. Is it harmful? Is it helpful? What does it mean for your faith? All those are separate questions. Questions, but the fact that you can li- you like what you like, then you deal with it separately. It's, it's individual. It's not categorical. It's, well, that's what I was going to say. If you look at it like at, pizza, from a spectrum standpoint, poison, if, if you look at kale. it, it's like, well, this is what this is what I'm like. Then what that would lead you to is you would actually have a more full relationship with Christ because you would go, okay, well, I want my identity in Christ. If Christ says this, then that's what I'll do. Right. Like that seems like that would be more of a I'm going to submit my sexual life right. regardless of what I'm thinking right now to God and see what he says and what he does and where I'm at. Right. But I just think for me, the big thing I don't like about it is it just The big thing I you don't like, like about been, what, by the way? What is it you're not like uh, about the way people are talking about sex lately, mm-hmm. and the, especially with everything this this is going on? Is I just feel like it's all just manipulation. Like it, that that that's just it. To the point of it, the manipulation is it. I believe fully to try and get people to be like against each other. When that's what I'm saying. I wish it was more on a spectrum or more on 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 some idea of like openness to that because it just it. Like for example, right now, if you look at Facebook, there's so many Facebook, uh, you know 
uh, what's it called? The your uh, your picture or whatever. On, your, icon, oh, your, avatar. your profile picture. Sorry, yeah, your your profile pictures have the rainbow on it, right? Mm-hmm. Right. That I believe specifically, whatever that was, it was to uh, you know support your friends who are gay or whatever, or that they can get married now. But I believe also it's just to make the people that don't like gay marriage just mad. And then it just calls it, no, this is what marriage is. No, this is what marriage is. No, this is what sex is. This is what sex is. As, as opposed to I'm going to do something and it, it falls within a larger picture, a larger scope. And so I want to talk about this as what this is within all of this. As opposed to, no, that's just wrong. That's just right. It's black and white. And it's just it's, it feels like to me that people just want to choose it. A, de- a definition and just stick with it no matter well, what. People Regardless, like black and white. Hard, but are you it's su- harder to be on the spectrum. But are you? Su- it's way harder to be on the spectrum. But are right? you suggesting there's a mastermind behind? Like who is the person or the party or the group that's propagating this manipulation? Is the problem I have with what you're saying? Isn't it just oh, gosh, what boils I, out of people? I feel like naturally? I'm getting ready to go. Like you think there's somebody with an agenda who is accomplishing yes. it? Who is it? Who's the bad guy? No. Well. Well, I think that it fuels somehow some kind of I, this. Gosh, I sound like Joey in co- conspiracy theories now. This is a. Crazy, but I do feel like there's some kind of financial gain, some kind of power gain from stuff Who's like that. Who's getting the gain? Like I think if you, it, well, I think for example, uh, I just watched a. I think it's the Spartanburg representative just talk about gay marriage and how terrible the justices were and all this stuff. And this is an elected official, and I'm like, oh, he's saying that because he wants to get the people at the church riled up and they'll vote for him again. Yeah. They think he's on their side, even though who knows what he actually is like behind closed doors. I don't even know, and I feel like there is. There's gain somehow for power and control and uh, to have that over other people. Yeah, so, but like, that's they, that's people that jump on to seize power and opportunity. But you don't think there's a mastermind behind the whole deal? Well, no, but I, w- I would say the same thing for the the rainbow thing. Like I believe people, a lot of people did it. They said, "Oh, that's cool. I'll support my friend." But at the same time, it almost feels like it's just a. Uh, I'm I'm doing this, and now it'll show somebody else, and they'll see that this is actually right. But that's a bunch of individuals, they not were a mastermind. Wrong. Like you mean well, the, the whoever made the rainbow app or uh, Lucky Charm cereal or who who's the bat who's the actual no, propagator of the rainbow? I mean, some people even say that Facebook was doing a social experiment with that thing. I mean, they, they were just doing that to see who would do it and why you would do it yeah. and stuff like that. But I, if I was going to say a, a mastermind, here's where it gets very Christian. I do believe fully that I mean I believe in Satan. I believe in evil, and I would say that there is something about that. What Christians would call homosexual <laughs> sin, that sin is uh, basically being used to make Christians look even worse and worse, and they're falling for it and are really stupid. Like they make it like the worst thing in the whole world, no matter what. Nothing's worse. It, it, it's only going to get worse now that you have given homosexuals marriage. What are they going to take next? And it's just like it's this really vile anger that's there that I don't that that, that honestly shows all the sin of Christians. So more it than feels like else. somebody baited Christians into showing how uh, prideful, arrogant, mean, and stupid they really are. Yes, and they don't get it, and they never will. Yeah. That they actually it, it just it just works to make Christians look terrible. A lot of people would blame that, politicians and media of of at least cap trying to capitalize of on course. that effect. I would say. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why you have Fox News is far right and all and other CNN or whatever is far left. And you got the and bad Christian it, podcast like, right in the damn middle. No, we're oh, not really middle. We're like on a 3D spectrum way out in left field, I imagine. Or wait, right field. No, way out in center field. 
Joey, I know you believe in it, but Matt, do you believe in like spiritual warfare or or Satan oh, trying to manipulate things to get people to hate each other, to be oh, angry of course, with each 100%. other, not love? I don't necessarily think that uh, Satan spawned the rainbow campaign, but uh, or anything like no, that. But yes, I'm not saying Satan spawned the rainbow campaign. That's not my my point. With that is, I feel like that. Although I believe that that was meant for good, it immediately just incenses yep, one side right. to they just hate. So that's all I'm saying. It, whatever's meant for good, you saying this is good for your friend, it immediately makes another person go, that's so stupid. No, I, just, I hate you. I just You're believe so that how, most of all these things, incl- almost all these things boil out of a collective, uh, the collective failings of people on a broad. You put enough people together with enough collective failings and you have these really negative sides and lines of thinking that emerge and people latch onto. I, I just I'm not much for the conspiracy or the mastermind or the person driving the agenda that's calculated. I don't really think that's behind most of these types of things. People just like to make meaning and identify with stuff. And so certain trends and patterns that are destructive will emerge and then for some reason people like to jump on that. But uh we All right, we got to Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I'm going to take a second uh, here for us to talk about Nature Box. Is what I want to do. Yeah, oh, you, see, you can see it. I can see it. You man. can see me. I get, I get that nervous, you get a, uncomfortable you get a tone feeling. And you get a, a tone color in your uh, face totally. too. And here's the thing too. I know I'm going to snack. Like I am a snacker. I'm you going are. to snack. You are. There is no chance that I'm not going to. You got snacks falling out of your pocket right now. And it's Nature Box. You're exactly right. What I always need and have always needed is Nature Box. And here's why. They have over a hundred. Oh did you hear gosh. me say that? A hundred healthy and crave-worthy options, and they get delivered right to your door. That, that's the thing. I mean, it never gets old. And since I know it's coming, I can plan ahead. Yep. All of their snacks are made with zero artificial flavors, colors, or sweeteners, zero grams of trans fat, and no high-fruit corn syrup. You can't find that anywhere. I think grocery stores are made of high-fructose corn syrup. The grocery stores? Yeah, I mean, it's in every possible thing at the grocery store, and I'm sick of it. It makes you feel bad. It's no good. But the best thing about all of this is all of their snacks taste amazing. I love every single one of them. I've enjoyed it so much. I'm so happy that my wife and I are, are members with them and are enjoying such amazing snacks. And they have so many things to choose from. Some of my favorites are everything bagel sticks, or I love their Kung Pao pretzels. So right now, if you go to naturebox.com forward slash badchristian, you can get a free trial of their favorite snacks. Free snacks delivered to your door. What in the world are you waiting for? Go to naturebox.com slash badchristian and start your free F-R-E-E trial today. All right, let's get back to it. Right, good job, Toby. Okay, so according to my show notes here from our pre-pro meeting, and I'm almost afraid to ask or, or go into this because it sounds like it's going to be very serious. Um, like I said, I'm afraid to ask almost, but we got something here from Joey. It says, Joey fishing story. <laughs> what is Joey fishing Thank story? <laughs> Please be about a very, very, very gay fish. <laughs> Well, no, I just I went fishing with I went fishing with my dad, and I, I'm always anytime I'm face to face with an opportunity to make me sound a lot better than I am with animals, I take it because yeah. I have this reputation of hating animals, and it's just not true. Like, I've seen I, you boot a fish before, like your dad caught a fish and then you kicked it back into the water. Uh, that's crazy. That's a lie. But anyway, I don't hate animals. And so I found myself in a weird predicament fishing with my dad because here's some things that happen. For those of you that have never been fishing before, uh, sometimes a fish that is too small, 
So basically, this is a fish, or even if they've it's big been enough fishing, to keep, they've they been swallow, fishing before. They swallow a hook. Now, when they swallow a hook, there's wait, nothing. what is a hook? <laughs> For those of you who don't know, <laughs> let's go back on that hook part. Fishing. Okay. Some of you, some of you hipsters in Seattle, you've never been fishing. <laughs> So anyway, when the fish swallows the hook, you can't do anything about it except yank the hook out of its mouth. And I'm talking, you're holding the fish and blood starts to gush out of its gills. And you're just like, mm. oh my gosh, I just inflicted the worst pain imaginable. Um, my dad and I, between the two of us, caught about three eels. Well, there is no way you can de-hook the eel, so you just cut the line, throw the eel back in the lake, and you're like, well, damn, that eel has a hook stuck in its mouth now for the rest of its life. But I think the thing that bothered me the most was having to, uh, is, is when I have to yank hooks out of the fish's mouth. So I, there's times where I was just like, oh, I really hated doing that. Like, mm-hmm. it makes me feel bad for the fish, but... I read uh, Problem with Pain by C.S. Lewis, and he kind of gives a different take on how pain is for animals in comparison to humans. I'm curious what Matt thinks about that. What I think about fish pain? What about me? Well, I just think, Matt, it would be more interesting hearing what he <laughs> says. You would just probably make a fat joke out of it. And I don't need a fat joke right now. I actually need some sensible explanation, man, because I'm dying inside, dude. I'm dying. All I can I think just... about is flipper. Well, Flipper's it, not a man. fish. Flipper's a mammal. So that would be... I know. I, love, I just love the idea of you looking at that fish and trying to <laughs> mess with his hook and your dad just staring at you going, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, you want to hear something funny because you know my dad and so anything about my dad makes you chuckle a lot of times. He When he had to pull the hook out, he apologized to the fish like every time. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry, man. Because it's horrible, man. You're pulling a hook out of its guts, basically. Yeah. Well, yeah. here's some, some thoughts on that. Some people say, don't fish. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, okay. So, so traditionally, fish are looked at as not feeling pain. That's like a typical thing that people have said about fish over a long time. It even shows up in people that are pescatarian, where they won't eat cows, but they'll eat fish and vegetables or something. Uh, Kurt Cobain said it in the Nirvana song, in, uh, Something in the Way. It's okay to eat fish because they don't have any feelings. You know, so there's been a lot of studies that say in a lot of ways that fish don't have pain or they don't respond to it or they'll continue to eat stuff that stings their lips. Or I don't know, maybe a study that says they will kind of avoid food if it stings their lips a little bit. But there's not any strong evidence that fish react much to pain. But PETA and those groups will say that that they do. But the interesting thing is that, um, well, they have nerves. For sure. They have nerves to feel stuff, but they don't necessarily react to pain like it's painful. So think about the way a dog reacts to, like, smelling crap. Like, they smell crap. They know it's something different, and they even know it's bad, but it doesn't bother them that they're smelling crap. So yeah, but what about, a paralyzed, what, about, what about a paralyzed human being? They're not, they're well, not they reacting feel to pain, pain but they But they feel don't feel it. the pain when their nerves aren't working. So well, like, what if they, what if, what if you're messing with their head and they can't react to it from the neck down? Not, we're talking about if they feel it or not. A fish can avoid pain if it wanted to, and often, anyway, fish don't feel pain or react to it in the way that that higher animals do. Kind of thing, right. basically, is what is what a lot of people. I'm gonna say, have a lot more fun fishing next time, then. Yeah, animals react totally different with pain than than humans do, anyway. Typically, because their their pain isn't also coupled with anxiety. So, think about like if you have a. a 
for instance, uh, like your pain's very subjective and has more to do with your conscious brain and what you think about the pain than the sensation itself. So think if you had a zit on your, chi- on your chin and uh, you, you, know, you go to pop it and you squeeze it really hard and it's really intense while you're doing that, but you know exactly what you're doing, you know exactly yeah. what's about to happen and you know it's going to hurt, but you totally can temper that pain and you can just push, 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 push and it pops. And you go, okay, and then you just move on about your day. If you were walking down the street uh, holding hands with your wife, and you felt that exact same sensation, let's say um, between your third and fourth rib or on your chest or somewhere, you would be terrified. Uh, you would think you were dying. You would be so scared because you didn't, wouldn't know what yeah, was happening. Right. Because it would be a ton of pain. You wouldn't get it. You'd probably call 911 or something. So the pain itself is, is not um, – it's what you make of it kind of thing. So the higher and higher an animal is in brain function or closer to humans, we know that they – kind of react to pain more like we do but when you feel bad about the fish that's you putting yourself in the fish's position which isn't really the way the fish feels yeah is that helpful that yeah it is and it it reminds me of like i said problem with pain uh yeah i think he kind of explained things similar to you so that puts you in good company man um i always thought it was bad like too like regardless they kind of like just suffocate as they die when you catch them yep that's weird you don't throw them back you know what i mean like they just go (gasps) And then they die, and I'm just like, that makes me feel bad too. But I know they, they drowned. Good. They taste. Why do they taste good? I don't why know, this, but isn't you know that crazy? I mean? They drowned in, on land. We drowned in the water. Yeah, they drowned on land. Freaky. You tell that to your dad. Yeah. <laughs> well, Joey, thank you for the the fish story. All right, Toby, what's next? All right, let's bring up our next guest, Diamond D Bell. Yeah, that, well, that's right. Diamond D Bell will be right up. But first, we do have. A musical sponsor today, Fit for a King. Their new album, Slave to Nothing, came out this past October and has received great reviews. Revolver Magazine has even called this band the future of metal. Pretty good. So let's check out one of their tracks. This one's called Hooked. That was Hooked by Fit for a King. You can find their tour dates and social media links at solidstaterecords.com. You can also catch them on the Monster Stage at the Vans Warp Tour all summer long. Again, that was Hooked by Fit for a King. Check them out today at solidstaterecords.com. Break it down, Dada. Break it down, oh, break it down. The Break It Down podcast. Definitely your second favorite podcast on earth this week my guest is science mike mccarg he hosts a podcast called ask science mike he's a quite brilliant dude i sat down with him and we talked about a whole bunch of weird stuff i think you'd be interested to hear it greater mathematical complexity of a collection of quantum effects 
and atoms known as Kurt Cobain could create new Kurt Cobain material. <laughs> well, By I the love- way, this is easily my favorite interview I've ever done. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate is, it. I don't worry about a super aggressive AI. I'm frightened of an infinitely indifferent AI that wipes us out by accident or by happenstance in pursuing its goals, whatever mm-hmm. they may be. All right, that's BreakItDownPod.com. Go subscribe on iTunes today. Yeah! Well, I think we should just go ahead and hop right in here, D, and just tell everybody, I guess the the biggest part of your story is just all the tattoos you have, right? Yeah, that's your main thing is a tattoo <laughs> guy, right? <laughs> that, that, that's a huge story. <laughs> that, that's the biggest part of your story, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. I, took a, I took a lot of pain and punishment for, for everything I was doing. And uh, my manager always told me, she says, uh, she says, even though you didn't know it, but, but that was probably why you were getting these tattoos, to punish yourself for all the bad things you were doing, you know? Yeah. I mean, I was a criminal. I mean, I was I was horrible. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, let's go ahead and uh, just tell us a little bit about about your story. I don't know. Um, uh, well, just I guess we'll just kind of get there. I'm trying to figure out the best way to say it, but I mean, you you lived it, so you right. you were a man, and then you had a uh, a sex change. Correct. And uh, lived, uh, right. I lived 53 years as as David Bell, and uh, and then then I then I. Uh, what, what it was is I, I was, you know, masturbating and doing all these crazy stuff with prostitutes and everything like that. And, and, I, and I kept praying for, 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 for something to happen because I couldn't keep living my life that way. I yeah. says, you know, and uh, so one day I was in this, this sex shop and I saw this magazine. It was, uh, it was called a Transformation. And I, I grabbed it because it was something different. You know, it had, it had to do with she males and, uh, and stuff like that. You know, so I got it. I said, oh, this is great. New fuel for the fire. And, uh, and, I, and I saw this article in the back. It says, uh, it was locally here in Las Vegas. And it said, you know, we do, we do makeovers and stuff. And so I called and I, I set up a makeover. And I, I think I'm going to go down there, get made over and have sex. You know, but I thought, whoa, there was no sex involved. I was a little disappointed. But they made me up as a, as a girl and I look good. You know, I said, well, this, this is something new, you know, so... So I, I stayed with it, you know, and, but then I couldn't stop, you know. I started going to all these different things they had and they, they, these functions and going out with other T-girls and cross-dressers and transvestites mm-hmm. and all this stuff, and I got caught up in the whole thing. So you don't you know, identify the same way as people that, that say they always knew that they were the different gender growing up or anything. You're just saying this is something oh, you got at into no, at my, age 53 just to get into it. No, I mean, my, my brain... Was, was hardwired male, you know. But, so but was it, it a needed, turn on when you put on girls' clothes? Oh, very much so, very yeah. much so. And uh, and 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 I can. I was selling my condo at the time. It was kind of ironic. And uh, even even the, uh, the the realtor came over, and I'm thinking, oh, maybe I can uh, see. Because my whole my whole mind was was geared on sex, 24 mm-hmm. seven. I'd wake up in the morning and ask the penis, well, what are we doing today? You know, and uh, well, whatever you want to do, let's get let's let's do it. You know, let's have a ball with it. And even yeah. when the, the realtor came over, and I'm dressed up as a girl, thinking, oh, maybe I can hit on this, this realtor. She was good looking. And, uh, I mean, my whole life was messed up with this stuff. You know, it was messed up big time. Well, but, it sounds uh, like it's, all, it's very complicated. And from what I've seen of your story, I, I mean, you have sexual encounters and, and experiences of molestation at age 11 and 13 and stuff like that, right? 
Yeah, yeah. It basically, was like 13, 14, and uh, I was collecting for the newspaper at this this one guy's house, and uh, he said, "Oh, come on in. You know, I, I got to get my wallet." And I'm looking around. You know, I'm uh, just a kid, and I see all this booze and beer taps and all this stuff. And he said, "Hey, you want a beer?" I said, "Yeah, sure." You know, and uh, one thing led to another, and. Uh, he asked me if I like these, uh, these these sex movies, sex tapes and stuff. And I said, I don't know. I never saw one. He said, oh, would you like to? After about two beers, I said, yeah, yeah, sure. You know, so I'm, I wound up in, a, in, in, in the back room and uh, I had to go to the bathroom, of course. And he's standing there watching me. I don't really think nothing of it, you know. And uh, then he says, well, come on in and, uh, and I'll show you some of these movies, you know. And then he puts the moves on me. Yeah. I was like, oh. But, uh, I didn't really think nothing of it, you know, at the time. It took all those years to really, really think about uh, how I was molested and and uh, how sad it was. But did well, that ignite? Did that that kind of ignite your sex life right then? Did it did it progress from that point, or did, did I, I believe it did? I believe it did because uh, I don't really remember too much uh, before that. But after that, it really started with the magazines, and I can remember going out and. Uh, Going to these little little because you know I'm old now I'm, I'll be 61 coming up but back in the day they had these uh, magazines and stuff in these little bookstores and stuff kind of hid in the back you know and I can remember yeah. slipping back there and, and ripping them off you know I didn't have money to buy this stuff I wouldn't they wouldn't sell it to me anyway but uh, but yeah I mean uh, I'd get the magazines and go home and uh, uh, my, my my both my parents were Christians and uh, you know we went to church on Sundays and. I mean, I grew up in a great uh, Christian environment, but I was like a rebel, you know, and I just like. So even was, at a young age where you were pushing the limits, like you were wanting to get into trouble and stuff? Oh, yeah, most definitely. I was pushing the limits as far as they would go, you know. But uh, I've talked to a lot of people, even recently, uh, I talked to this one guy because he said you were saved at 16 in, 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 in a church camp. I said, well, yeah, I, I said the prayer and uh, I thought I was saved and uh then, like a lot of other people, that they think they're saved and they go out and do what they want. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't do that. So you kind of but you did it for pass, 50, 50 right? more years or, or something like that, right? That's <laughs> like, way too long. <laughs> way too long. Well, a couple of highlights, if you don't have to tell them all. And I mean, I don't know that you necessarily call them highlights now, but you said you've slept with like over a thousand women and been married how oh, many yeah. times? I'm married five times. Uh, 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 the last one was 41 days, six hours, and 11 minutes. You know, I found out she was a complete nut job. <laughs> it's Las Vegas, I'll tell you. Anything goes here, you know. And this this is the perfect place for for a sex addict and a, and, and an alcoholic and a, and and I don't care what else. I mean, this this town, uh, wow. You know, they don't call it Sin City for nothing. So you're, yeah, you're, you're, and you've lived there for how long, though? Most of your life? Yeah, most, of my, uh, most of my adult life. I, I moved here in 79. I was 25 years old, and that, yeah. that's when I started driving a cab. And uh, let me tell you, a cab driver in this town back then, uh, you know, was full of prostitutes. And uh, I, I mean, why wouldn't you want a job like that? I mean, it was the best thing ever. I had a wife at home, and, uh, and I'm out on the road. I mean, I'm just uh, partying heavy and, and getting paid for it. Yeah, you know. so just driving around prostitutes, hooking up with them, and and what about drugs and alcohol and all that stuff? That no, stuff the drugs about? were. Uh, I wasn't a big drug addict. I mean, I, I smoked a lot of pot. I mean, I started smoking pot when I was nine as well, but uh, maybe ten. But 
Uh, cocaine was uh, pretty big back then when you just snorted. It wasn't the smoking it and all that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, quaaludes here and there and uh, downers a few, but mainly black beauties and, and pot. You know, I, I wanted to be up, 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 but not, I didn't, didn't really like downers. And yeah. the drinking was, uh, the drinking was could have could have got me in trouble because I, I like to drink, but, uh, you know, I, I was okay with that. I didn't really drink that that much. And during this, did you, I mean, like you thought of yourself as a Christian, right? But like you, it, sure. so you thought of yourself as a Christian, but also, I mean, your goal basically every day was to try and get laid or just, or the yeah. hunt, the hunt. And it was, and it was always females, right? Like you were just searching oh, yeah. for females. Oh yeah. No, I, I never want to be with a man. You know, I, I, it repulses me to even think about how these guys can do what they do. It's like, oh no, yeah. you know, it's, uh. But yeah, it's always been with the women, and uh, I couldn't get enough. But I'll tell you, it says, uh, I, I, I take it to this day, and I'll take it to my grave. It had to be a godsend, the way everything happened in my life, to get me to where I'm at today. Because it, it just wouldn't have happened any other way. I, I can't see it happening. I mean, everything fell right in line. Even when, after the operation, I had nothing. No, no nothing in my memory. Uh, sex doesn't exist. I've been asexual for, for, for over eight years. Nothing. So you're totally asexual now. You have no sexual it. desire or drive or, or anything. Nothing. Nothing. And people look at me like I'm a, a, like an alien. I said, how is that possible? I, uh, the whole world is geared on sex and I have none. Well, the crazy you. thing is, too, is because you don't have that, I, it doesn't bother you either, does it? Not at all. No, I, I, I love it. I mean, uh, the, that that penis got me in a lot of trouble. Let me tell you. But that's not. But that's not why you got <laughs> I, rid I've been of, locked up. That's not why you got rid I, of your penis, though, right? No, but that's why I think it was a godsend because I loved what I was doing. I mean, why wouldn't I? I mean, I'm partying heavy, and the the money's coming in, and I'm going to massage parlors left and right, getting the happy ending, and I mean, it's just like, what the heck? I couldn't. I couldn't visual any life being. From me to, to, to not have orgasms and not to have all that stuff and and for the whole thing to be taken away, wow, let me tell you it's so, uh, so what was the main yeah. motivation? It was just uh, what were you doing when you had the gender reassignment well I thought I thought I was going to be a woman and have sex as a, as a lesbian and just keep going on just like as I a am. turn on right, right, exactly exactly so you, so you just thought, hey, this will be something different I've, I've done this for. 50-something years, I might as well chop off my penis and, and then feel the way a woman feels, and, and it'll be just as orgasmic, I guess. Is that, exactly, is that and, 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 and that's what I thought it was going to be. But I found out, no, it wasn't that. It's not going to be that way. I was like, wow. I, I, in the beginning, I was disappointed. I so was you're like, done oh, now. Goodness. You're just done. I tried vibrators. I tried everything I could possibly think of to try to get it to, to have another climax to see what it would be like, and nothing. Were you, or did you ever have sex as a woman? I had it once. I had I had it once. It's like it's like buying a new car and never driving it. You know, yeah. it's uh, so I tried it once with, with a friend and uh, and now nah, I said, but you know what? I saw because I was a womanizer and all this stuff. But then I could actually see what it was like. You know, like after, what? After what the, do you mean? The, well, after I had the sex, I mean, I didn't feel nothing. The guy climaxes, and then I'm walking to get to the bathroom, and the stuff's running down my leg. And, oh my uh, gosh! You know, as I'm trying to get the get the stuff out, and uh, you know, like douching and stuff, and uh, it's just like, oh my goodness! I said, this is terrible. 
you know. And what you didn't I feel done? anything anyway. It didn't. It no, didn't I felt nothing. I felt I felt more shame and uh, than anything else, you know. And that how and that's not the norm, though, right? Most, most people have sex change and do feel something. So that, oh, of course. That, oh, of course. So that's of why course you, th- you even kind of give that to God. Like, you, you did something, but you maybe even sinfully, like, for, just for sexual pleasure or whatever, mm-hmm. and you, you believe fully that God said, okay, do this, and then it took away. That was the way to take away your sexual desires, A- sinful amen. sexual desires. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, like I said, I'll take that to my grave because I loved what I was doing, but I love the Lord, too. And, 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 and it took me a, a quite a few years after the sex change and everything. And in and, and the year uh, 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 2000, I was living in Portland, and I kept walking around this community church. I walk around every day. And, and, I, and I didn't really think a whole lot of it. But I was led into that church one day, out of the blue. I went in there, and I was talking to the pastor. And I said, enough is enough. I, I can't live in like this. And, uh, and he went through all these verses with me. He says, oh, I see you have this little pink plastic cr- Put it in the trash. I had a Playboy uh, uh, a symbol on my phone case. Throw that away. All this girl stuff. And and he says he says now how do you feel? I says I feel better, you know. And uh, and then we went into the uh, to the main church and I fell flat on the at the sanctuary in the stage or whatever it was. And uh, I, I rededicated my life. And I says, uh, Wow. That's all I can say is the Holy Spirit came on me. I couldn't speak. I was in like convulsions. It was the best thing that ever happened in my entire life, you know. Then I knew it was real. Prior to that, I thought I was a Christian, and I thought I was. Yeah. But how can, how can you do all this stuff and say you're a Christian and a Christ follower when you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing? Well, so do you think you were or weren't? How, how do you conclude on that? Well, I mean, so many stories back and forth with when they say, you know, you ask God to come into your heart, and, 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 and once you do it, you are saved. But then you got other things that, 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 that contradict that. And the, and, the, and the one thing that stands out, and, that, and I, a lot of people have asked me this, is what do you think it is? And I says, well, when the preacher down there, his name was Rick, and he says, uh, he says uh, I'm going to show you this, cha- this, this verse, and uh, I forgot the chapter. But it says, it says Jesus, and, and I'm talking back and forth, and it says, I don't know you. I don't know you. And I thought to myself, whoa, I want him to know me, you know, and... Uh, I want a relationship. I, I don't want Jesus to say, I don't know you, and uh, push the down button. I, I mean, you know, I mean, so many people, they, they, they don't realize without works, is you're dead without works. And, uh, ooh. <laughs> Man, that's you know. really, uh, that's, that's, that's insane to think about a little bit. And I think most people would like to conclude that when you were doing, sleeping with a thousand women, doing all this crazy stuff, that you were not a Christian. However, I think it's, might be worth noting here, and I don't mean this to be insulting or presumptuous, but right. you have your physical desire removed. So, and now you right. you have the Holy Spirit, and maybe you did the whole time. But we might be having a different conversation, and you might have a different point of view today. Had you not had your mm-hmm. sex drive removed, I mean, you may not have been able to stop. Exactly. Exactly. So, so that would I mean that that doesn't mean oh all of a sudden you decided you wanted to go clean here. It's like to me, it sounds like God. Uh, you knew God, you you knew of Him, you, right. pr- you prayed to Him your whole life to take that stuff away, did you not? Sure, sure Okay, and then, sure. He, and then that, he did. Absolutely. But it sounds to me like you knew Him the whole time, to me. 
That's the that's the point of view mm-hmm. I'm coming from. And had he not taken it away, I don't think you're sitting where you are today. I think you're still doing it. Like God answered his prayers, actually. Right. Exactly. I'm saying in a way exactly. you didn't expect. I don't mean that as a disrespect. You, you, you'd still be you doing it. You didn't know today. that was how God was going to answer your prayer, huh? No. No, I didn't. That, that, how are you able to talk so nonchalant about all this? Like, I mean, just just talking about having sex with a man and getting sure. up and having it run down your leg. I mean, I, to to a lot of people that freaks them out. How are you able to talk so casually about it? I'm totally blessed. Let me tell you, I I I, I, I totally turned my whole life over to serving God and, and, and whatever I can do to to try to help people out, and uh, it, it, that's all I live for. You know, well, I mean, if you, if I had to describe, I know, I know this is a, you know, audio podcast, so people, hopefully that we have a picture right. up where people can see what you look like, sure. but, um, you have right. a lip liner on and a female, like a eyebrows drawn on and stuff like that. And I think oh, yeah, probably to yeah, a lot of yeah. people, you look like a woman as you sit here today, right? Uh, well, as I sit here today, I, I don't, I mean, I wear all male clothes mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, my hair's growing back a little bit, right. but I, I, I don't wear those those earrings anymore because I thought that kind of made me look goofy. Yeah, you know. And, so, uh, so with, with that, can you explain to us why did you feel like going back to being a man? You, well, I'll you tell live you. your life as a man now, right? Not sure, as a sure, one hundred percent. Because uh, well, that's God. How God made me. He made me a man, and uh, uh, I, I think that He wants me to be a man. I mean, I tried going back and forth probably in the last almost eight years. Back and forth, maybe a dozen times, because I think I hear I think I hear him saying, "Well, go ahead and be the girl, because you'll help more people." But that's the enemy talking. And but but I listen to it, and it's like, "Oh, maybe so." And then I go back to trying being this girl, and then I feel guilty, and I feel nothing but but guilt. I'm like, "I'm not a woman. Why do I keep trying to be a woman? Just because I have the tattoos, and I have a vagina, and I have I have the boobs, and I have I have everything, you know." If I'm standing in a place naked, there's, well, there's, there's, that's a total woman's body. I said, yeah. yeah, but my brain is pure male, and 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 God wants me to to, to be a man. You know, it's, uh, I mean, it's sad because I talk to a lot of transgender people, and uh, I have I have a friend that, that that supports me right now, and he's transgender, and uh-huh. uh, he he says, yeah, I have a, I have a female brain, blah blah blah. I almost hesitate I, to ask this, but do you have a unique or a different point of view on transgendered people? Because I don't think you fit the typical profile of a, of a transgender person. I could be wrong. But, oh, not at all. But not what what all. is your I, thoughts I, on a trans? Like you're saying, God made you to be a man, and so now you're going to be a man again. Do you have different thoughts right. about somebody who identifies as transgender or has their whole life or anything? I like don't. That? I don't understand. And and let me tell you, I've been in this this uh, this this I don't know what you want to call it scene. I guess for for like you know. 10 years and uh i see it all but but i'm not going to judge anybody i'm going to love them uh-huh. i'm going to show the love of christ and 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 that's all i can do because if you go out there and you start bashing these people and start telling them all this stuff you're just going to turn them away it's like fire yeah. and brimstone the, the, these preachers out there doing the fire and brimstone people run from that but if you can show them the love of christ and 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 and, and just embrace them and, and and then let the holy spirit do its work Amen, brother, because that's what it has to be. I have to do it that way because that's, that's God. That's, that, that's how he acts, and he, he operates with 100% love. And if you go hating these people and bashing them, yeah. all they're going to do is turn it off. They're gonna what would you them. say, though, to someone that, because I agree with you, but what would you say to someone that says, yeah, but how do they know what they're supposed to repent for? I've heard that a lot recently. 
sure. uh, with people that are, you know, anti-gay marriage and all that. Hey, man, if you don't mm-hmm. tell them what they're doing wrong, how do they know they're supposed to repent? Right, right. Well, you got to read God's word, and then they'll know. I mean, it's, yeah. it's right there. Well, if but, you're not reading God's word, then... then but there's still an underlying question here, which I still hesitate slightly to ask. But do you think if they hear God's word and they listen to him, then all transgender people would change back? Do you think that? Not at all. Okay. No, of course they won't. So No, I'm just no. saying, do you think that it, transgender is legitimate in God's eyes for anybody or just some people? Well, I can, I can tell you what I, what I live by to this day because I consider myself ex-transgender, <laughs> but, I, but I consider myself a eunuch. Matthew nineteen wow. twelve. Go right to it, and, and I guarantee that'll answer the question for me, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was even in red in the King James Version, so if it's in red, Jesus said it. Yeah. He said that, that he would accept a eunuch, and, and that's how I live my life. Will he accept a transgender person that, 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 that's carrying on as a trans? I don't, I don't know. I mean, just like we go back to... Uh, to a lot of other things, when the, with the suicide, uh, with, with, with the apostle and the, uh, uh, back at the uh, the supper, you know, and everything, did, when he killed himself. Now that's supposed to be a sin that, that can't be forgiven. Suicide. Now was he forgiven? I don't know. I mean, there's so many questions that that I can't answer. I can just tell people how I feel, and 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 that's love. Love. These yeah, I people. think that's as Christians we have to do that. I think that's where the world gets it wrong, and I would. I'd wager two. I bet right now. Do you do you get like uh, I guess the maybe the words persecution from both sides? I, I imagine Christians cannot understand what you've done and and how like like you even say, hey man, this this sex change was uh, like a godsend. It changed my life for the better. Mm-hmm. And then I bet on the uh, like the transgender side or uh, maybe even uh, you know, whatever side, the other side might be even saying, hey, what are you doing? You're, you're saying this, this, and this, and now you're going back and flip-flop. Like, do you get uh, kind of persecution from both sides? Is that tough? Uh, you know what? I mean, when, 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 if I can just get in a room with people, they see the love of Jesus. They see the light coming from yeah. me. And, 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 and people don't. They, they embrace me. They says, you know, God bless you. I says, uh, I don't, I don't, I haven't had any negativity, uh, yet. Even like on social media or anything? Nothing. No, people, wow. uh, I don't know if they turn, turn, turn it off or, I mean, I've got a lot of following and, and I'd say half of them were, were transgender or cross-dresser and stuff and the other half Christian. No, I mean, I, I don't, I mean, that's, that's awesome. That but, is really uh, amazing. So you would say well, you have I, support in the transgender and LGBT community? I think so. Mm-hmm. I go to I go to this. Uh, there's there's a group I go to here in Las Vegas called uh, um, uh, Translations. And uh, the first day I went, see, all this stuff took place only about a month ago, where I got back into this. You know, I fell flat on my face in my bedroom. You know, asking God to forgive me, and I repent, and uh, I just have to be a man again. This only happened about a month ago. I was doing the girl stuff uh, prior to that again. You know, and uh, I, I went to this meeting as a as a guy, as a girl. Then the next time I showed up as a guy, but they saw me previously as a guy, and they, they know I go back and forth because I, I, I don't know what I'm doing, you know, but God knows what I'm doing, and he, he provides me with all the right things to say, and it's the Holy Spirit. But they had some, some there was a couple of atheists sitting there, and they were talking and bashing stuff, and I says, uh, I says well, no, I'm a, I'm a Christ follower, and, uh, and I help religion. Uh, I, I'm not really considered religious, 
but I just love the Lord and I have a relationship. Uh-huh. You know, the religion gets in the way. So many people uh, that they, they yeah. have these false religions and they, they try to f- find uh, something and all that. But in, until you can just have a relationship with God, that's what you have to have. Until you have that, you have nothing. You know. <laughs> How much that, regret do you live with? Uh, you know what? I, I, I sometimes I live with uh, regret, but then on the other hand, I don't really feel it was regret because it was a, it was a lifesaver. You know, yeah. I'd have been locked up somewhere. I don't know. I mean, uh, some of the stuff I did. I, I talk about it. I says I laid in the road and masturbated to the stars in, in, in Arizona on, on a trip back from uh, Arizona one time. I said, "Oh, this feels great, just laying on a warm road and and, 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 and taking care of business." I mean, I mean, this this the sickness and, and stuff. And but so many people, even the Christians today, I mean, they, they might not have a visual, they might not, but they're masturbating and and, and, mm-hmm. and doing all this stuff, but but behind closed doors. But then they'll get out and then they'll say. Oh well, you shouldn't be doing all this, but they're doing it too. So. <laughs> oh, get oh, out of here! <laughs> <laughs> you so, know. So, what do you do now in Las Vegas? It has to be boring, isn't it? <laughs> it, it, it is. I'm, I'm, I can't wait to get out of here. Really? You know, I, I, I would love to get out of here. Yeah, and just and, and just uh, get a whole new scene or something like that. Just a fresh yeah. start. You think? I was now, talking to a to a to a friend that was uh, in school on 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 social media and. She has a place down in Huntington Beach, and uh, and I was going to say, well, maybe I can uh, come rent a room there or something. You know, get yeah. out of this Vegas. I mean, it, it, there's nothing here for me. Yeah, you know, there's really not. Now, when you first had the surgery, um, mm-hmm. were I, I mean, I, were you really upset? Did you think about? Uh, I mean, because because it so uh, doesn't happen. Like usually, you would have feeling down there and everything. Were, did you were you did you have a lot of anger? Were you really mad? Were you, did you think about suing the doctor or anything like that? Uh, in the beginning, I was a little upset. I'm thinking, well, why don't I feel nothing? Why, you know, yeah. I, I didn't really want to sue the doctor or anything, but uh, I was upset. Yeah, I mean, in the in the early years of the surgery and everything, I mean, I was uh, wow. You know, I, I mean, I was dressing to the to the nines and all this stuff and all the Betty Boop stuff and yeah. And I mean, I have lots of tattoos of Betty Boop and Hello Kitty and like you said, with the lips and the eyebrows and 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 and. But people don't really look at me that close, evidently, because they say, hey, dude, what's up? You know, and, and yeah. high five and different things. They don't really see me. You know, I'm just talking about strangers. People yeah. that know me, of course, know the story. But strangers on the street, I go in the men's room like it's nothing. You know, I mean, that, 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 that was probably the hardest thing. And I can tell you right now, that was the hardest thing for me going back and forth because of the, the, the bathroom. And, uh, you know, I have to sit down to pee the rest of my life. And uh, it's so hard to go in the men's room and there's, you know, guys piss all over the seat and they don't yeah. care. And, you know, then I'm in there cleaning the seat and wiping it down before I, you know, pee and all that. And, I mean, it was it, it so hard to do. But finally, I said, you know what, I don't care anymore. I, I have to be a guy. I'm not a woman. I don't think like a woman. I don't act like a woman the charade is over. And, and, and like I said, it was only been a month now and I'm doing good by the grace of God. I'm, I'm feeling good about it. You well, know? And, uh, you may have seen this, but all right, so I'll take a little side trail here. They have these really cool things now for women where you can pee standing up. You should try that out. Have you seen? Yeah. Them? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, that would, I know. saw those. I saw them, but, but then I think, well, see, I had five, this, no, I think I had five or six uh, UTIs with the urinary tract infection. Uh huh. 
and uh, I, don't, I don't want to take a risk of getting that again. So they're no good. So that back to the, the back to the PPC that, that us men destroy all the yeah. time. Sorry about that. Hey, let me ask. Let me ask you this. There's like a you know we read the passage of scripture. Hey, if your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out. Hand causes you to sin, cut it off. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times as guys, we include the penis into that conversation as well. Do you think sure. if you were sitting with someone who life was spinning out of control like yours was, would mm-hmm. you dare to suggest to them what you did? Oh, I, I talk to my friends about it all the time. I, I have a friend who says, you better just slice it off. I says, it's getting you in a lot of trouble. <laughs> and, and you're being serious, too. <laughs> I'm being serious, but they're taking it as a joke, yeah. you know. And uh, uh, I have a, I have a 27 year old that I counsel, and uh, he, he he's just like I was, you know, not nearly as bad, but uh, you know, sin is sin, and uh, you know, if it's small or large, it's, God says sin is sin, you know, and uh, it be it would have been so easy if I didn't get the beard removed. I've been I've been shaving again, trying to hope hopefully get it back, and it's coming back somewhat. You know, I spent twelve thousand uh, dollars one hair at a time with electrolysis, oh my and gosh, uh, wow. that was a two year thing. I mean, I took it down. I mean, and, and to this day, I mean, everything has been changed from passport, driver's license, Social Security, credit cards, everything you can possibly do. The birth certificate is as well, Diamond D. Bell, female. And they're not going to change it all back to, to being male. So I just let it go. I said, who sees that stuff anyway? You know? Yeah, that's true. So, now, now, when you first had the surgery, it sounds like for years you you still indulged in the lifestyle, even though you didn't have that feeling. Did you still, you were still dressing up, trying to be a woman, trying to be sexual. Is that right? Or oh, definitely. I, I didn't try to be sexual, but I just, uh, I just wanted to be a woman. I said, I paid, I paid $60,000. I'm going <laughs> to do it. Yeah. You know, the people at work, I was driving a, a airport shuttle bus here in Vegas and uh, my boss, I mean, he was like, what the heck is this? I mean, I go in there with court orders saying my name's changed. Court orders to say I'm going to dress and act like a woman. Court orders for this. Court orders for that. They had to let me do it, and yeah. then and then they got rid of me after uh, about a year and a half because uh, I guess they had so many complaints and then different things. And uh, you know, finally they said, "Well, you got to go." So I lived on unemployment for uh, 99 weeks, and that all ran out. Nobody would hire me everywhere I went. I couldn't work. No one, no jobs. I haven't worked since I was fired that day in uh, 2009. Here it is, 2015. I still haven't worked. How do you support yourself? God takes care of me. I says, God, I said, this is it. I says, I relinquish the reins. I says, it's all for you. You take care of me. You want to take care of me? Great. And praise God. He's taking care of me. So how are you paying the bills and everything? Pardon me? How are you paying the bills and everything? Well, through that friend uh, that that takes care of me. Mm -hmm. He He has a Social Security. He's 65. He has a Social Security, and then he holds a sign up here on the Strip. To, to, to get extra money, you know, so we can pay the bills. But uh, God is good the way he takes care of me. You know, a, a lot of people think the money money's not going to come off the trees, but but God has to put somebody in, in place to take care of you, and, and it just happens to be this person, you know. And I try to help him as much as I can because, like I said, he thinks he's born a, born in the wrong body and all this stuff, and and and. and he constantly does all this stuff, and I'm, I'm constantly telling him no. But uh, th- these people are, are, are so hard. I mean, trying to talk to a gay, lesbian, transgender person about the Lord and stuff is probably one of the hardest ministries there, there is because they all think they're right. Mm-hmm. And, and you would say they're, they're wrong. wrong. Of course they're wrong. <laughs> of course they're wrong, but, but to tell them that... And, 
and, and convince them, you know, God gives us choices and look at the bad stuff people do, you know, it's, uh, I mean, wow. But you, you said earlier that you wouldn't start with that when it comes to a conversation with them. Oh, not at all. I, I, you, you scare them away. You know? What do you, you think you, about you, Facebook and people going off on Facebook about this issue? Uh, Facebook is, you know, it's, uh, Facebook is Facebook. You're going to get a lot of people that'll just uh, defriend you and all this other stuff if, uh, if they don't agree with some of the stuff you're saying. But again, I just show them, you know, I, I, I put all the verses out there and I post and repost all the, the good stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't badger anybody. I don't, uh, I, I can't, I'm, I'm a loving person and, uh, I just have to, to show them love because I, 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 I can't show hate. You know, that's my old self. If you want David Bell to come back, you'll see a real son of a bitch. You know, he, yeah. he, he wants to fight you right now and uh, do all this stuff, but I can't let him come back, you know. And I had that preacher up there saying, well, you need to be David Bell again. He had no idea who David Bell was. Yeah. I said, do you really <laughs> want David Bell to come back? And I'll tell you, he was calling me David for a long time. Even I was in this, uh, and I got upset. I said, my name's not David, you know. And uh, and I was in a, and this is a funny thing. I was in a, a, a salon up there because I had some friends working in the salon, and he came in one day because he got his hair cut there. And I was sitting there. He comes in. He, 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 he did it just, just to piss me off. He said, oh, hi, David. I said, I'm not David. You must be Hitler. And, uh, and, 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 and <laughs> he did kind of look like Hitler. He had a little mustache, you know. And I, I said, well, you're Hitler. And uh, then, then he didn't say any more. And then he went and got his hair cut. And then he, I saw him get in his car and he was driving off. He was laughing. You know, he thought this whole thing was a joke. Yeah. Uh, well, but so then I apologized. You- I, I did apologize to him. I saw him again uh, at a Fred Meyer store up there in, in Portland, and I said, you know, I'm sorry, I, you know, we, we need we need to, you know, be friends again because this is not right, you know. So that was good. Yeah. Indeed. Well, after, uh, I mean, obviously your your biggest sins were the the most prevalent, and the ones, you know, the sexual sin was just killing you basically. And you even even said that maybe that would have got you. But what gets you now? What sins are like now that you, that the, the the sex one is is kind of dormant. Right. Uh, wh- wh- where where do you feel weak now? Like, because I, I feel like every human has a million sins, and if if yeah. one goes away, the next one rises up to try to be twice as strong or something like that. Where's your struggles now? Uh, my struggles now is uh, trying not to judge anybody. You know, trying to just let it go. You know, like the like the uh, like the camels. that said, just let it go, Phil. Just let it go. You know, and uh, I, I I I try to. You know, sometimes I I think uh, that that somebody's not doing the right thing and then I you know I kind of feel like ooh you know but uh I I I mean I try to I try to do do as much good as I can I mean you know I don't sit down and write down all my sins I just ask for to be forgiven but yeah I think uh most of my life now is going pretty good you know I'm not deliberately uh going out there and committing a sin you know there's yeah. there's sin and then there's deliberately sinning you know yeah. premeditated sin and, and, and just sin because you sin. I mean, we're going to sin no matter what. You know, if you break the, break the law driving your car down the street in a 35 and you're doing 50, I mean, I guess that's a sin. You're, you're, you yeah. know. Are, are you still struggling with the idea of maybe, uh, like, is it a thought, though, to go back and dress as a woman? Like, are you just, with that thought, like you said, that just changed, like, within the last month. Is that because you see your body and you see your image and you feel like maybe you should be a woman? Well, you know, that, that, that'll probably be for the rest of my life. I mean, I see myself and, uh, I mean, you know, I, 
I don't like it, but I'm tattooed from head to toe, yeah. you know, and, and, and 90% of it's like female stuff, but that's okay. I mean, you know, I, I was hoping for the hair to really grow back like it, like it should. You know, when I was a man, I had all this hair and everything, but without the testosterone and the, and, and, and the testicles and everything, it doesn't, you know, I get a little fine hair here and there and, and, uh, but, but mentally, you know, I ask God every day to, uh, to just keep me being a man because that's who I have to be, you know. And uh, that girl stuff, I mean, I, I like some of the clothes and that was kind of hard, but I got rid of everything. I got rid of all the clothes. And uh, see, I buy all my stuff at thrift stores, so it's not real expensive to replace the stuff. But I, I, I purged. I mean, I can't tell you how many times. And there's a lot of people I've talked to that purge. They say, oh, this ain't for me, and they'll go back to being a guy. And then six weeks later, they're, they're buying the girl stuff again. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's all about clothes. I have another friend. He, he's like, uh, he's like uh, he does it for a fetish fantasy. And, and, I, and I talk to him all the time, too. I says, really? But, but, but again, I love these people. And uh, you, you, you can't bash them, you know. And I mean, if I did, uh, I'd have to go to a, a, I don't know where I'd have to go. But I, that's just not me. I, I'm not set up that way. Well, it sounds like you definitely do have a real struggle with even uh, identity to some to some degree, and I know you don't want to be David anymore, and so you go by D, and it's I mean it's back and forth on those things, and I, I really can't imagine how difficult that must be, and I really appreciate your willingness to talk about it and to be so open about it. That must be really freeing and disarming because, man, oh, it'd it be super hard to, to throw an insult your way because I'm sure you could just deflect it or say, oh, you could say whatever you want about me. I, I love that part of your character and personality that, that comes out. Sure, sure, sure. You don't get people yeah, tease you? I, that is not, is not a thing that bothers you? Or you, you, or you maybe you deflect no, it no, it doesn't people, even come people, your way. People come up to me all the time. They, they don't know if I'm a man or a woman, but they say, man, you're cool. I say, we, love, we just love your tattoos. I don't care where I'm at, the mall, the grocery store, wherever I'm at. Wow, wow you're, you're something else. You know, I said, well, I said, thank you, you know, and I, and I move on. Yeah. But uh, like I said, I, I, I consider myself a testimonial evangelist, and I, and I want to do as many speaking engagements as I possibly can. And uh, I, I just hope God will uh, bless me and... Uh, uh, someday I'll, I'll I'll be able to make a living doing it, and uh, and and all I need is is is, is to pay my bills and uh, and move on. And uh, yeah. so I know. Well, how can I mean. people get in, How can people get in contact with you, D? Uh, the best way to get in contact me with me is uh, you can go on uh, on Facebook and uh, Diamond D Bell, and I, and I hope a lot of people will want to become my friend. I mean, I got probably you know a thousand people on there now, but. They can see how, how I operate daily because I'm posting constantly. And uh, just go to Diamond D. Bell, and uh, I'm right there. We appreciate you. It was uh, a pleasure, being, man. Yeah, it's a pleasure being open and the way you are and everything. And I'd have to say, uh, I, I'm I'm very glad and proud to have you in 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 my group of what whatever it is that we are for brothers or Christians. Amen. And, Amen. And, uh, Praise God. Know. I mean, that's 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 my whole life. You know, uh, if one soul can be saved, then then then. Amen. You know, the angels are uh, celebrating because that's what it's all about. So many people are down and out. They're, they're ready to commit suicide. They're doing all this stuff. They're molested. They're, everything's happening to them because they don't know Jesus. Once you know Jesus and you have him in your heart, praise God. I mean, that's to me, that's give it a try, folks. Give it a try because uh, without him, you got nothing. Absolutely nothing. Well, we sure do appreciate it, Dean. And I'll tell you what, this is for you. 
all you assholes out there, pull the seat up, do your business, and then put it back down and leave. Yeah, quit pe- peeing on the seat. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Thank you so much, you guys. You, you guys are awesome. All right. Have a good one, D. All right. You too. God bless. All right. That was Diamond D. Bell. Well, very good. Bam! Woo! Great interview. Great, great interview. I tell you what, guys. After an interview like that, I just, you know what I kind of want to keep doing? I have no idea. Um, let me guess. I want to do more truth. Okay. I just want to bring truth to people right. for the rest of my life. Whoa, mm-hmm. whoa, whoa. For the first time, I've heard Matthew be disappointed that we're moving on to no, the no, damn news. No. You're misreading You misunderstood. Me. You misunderstood. I love. You're projecting. The, I love the news, but I do think we could use some, fr- a f- maybe a fresher transition setup than that. You know, that's all. Okay. Once we get into the news, all I'm right. quite happy. I really do enjoy that segment. But, you know, let's come up with a more clever way okay, to Okay, hold on. Let's it. see. All right. Man, that was a great interview. Yeah. Um, Guys, I hadn't told you uh, this yet, but my life is turning to shit. Oh, no. What happened? Oh, What's going man. on? Is, this, it, this, is it person like marriage or uh, faith? What I, is it? I hate my wife and my kids. Oh, no. I hate my job. All of them? I hate my coworkers. Oh, no. Um, and uh, I, don't, I don't know, guys, uh, what can make it better. Well, you, maybe counseling is the first place I would start. Like, you've come to us, it. so that's I, a good I hate step. my counselor. Oh, I hate no. my counselor, and I hate the counseling books. Oh, I, I, no. The books are like turds that I, I smell. Okay, well, Toby, I'm the one that counsels you. I just, you probably I should. wish there was a way I could just find meaning in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, something like, uh, something that didn't make me, like, hate Joey. You need to yeah. go to an amusement park, is what you need to amusement do. Amusement park. If there was a way that I could find, like, just something to cling on to that would just provide, like, a just glimmer s- of something positive and hopeful. Something for- real. Let's yeah. pray. Yeah. Hey, hey, yeah. Let's You're pray. right. Let's pray. Let's pray. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. This, this song makes me, this music, it. He's back. Guys, things are starting to look up. My name is Toby Morell, and this is the damn news. And I'm going to tell you what. I'm changing my life for the better, starting right now. You know, I hate this news, but I am happy for you, man. I really, because I love you. I just hate the product. Like, I hate what your life is about, being the damn news. But I'm really happy that you found life in the news. I just hate the news. Man, you sure so are talking he, a lot. You mean, uh, jo- my first jo- news story. hang on, Joey. Essentially, you're saying you, you, you uh, hate the news, love the newscaster? <laughs> <laughs> hate the news love the newscast <laughs> my first news comes today uh from uh, actually out of charleston south carolina a an obese pastor tried to explain fishing to people as he assumed no one on earth had ever been fishing before <laughs> So for those of you who don't know, you take the hook and then you put the hook in their lip and you throw them out and sometimes they're small. They're small. <laughs> Moving on. You just went Matt Foley on all of us. <laughs> or was that Bennett Brower? No, I think that was Matt Foley. All right. This comes from KTRK. Wait, I, I said that wrong, didn't I? KTRK. No, I said it right. Uh, man shouts, fuck that alligator, jumps into the lake, and is killed by the alligator. What? <laughs> Tragedy struck in Texas when one man lost his life after being killed by an alligator after jumping into a lake. The man in question, 28-year-old Tommy Woodward, 
uh, mocked warning signs cautioning against getting in the water because of the alligator before jumping in and meeting a grizzly in. Alligators had been spotted around the marina previously with plenty of notices being placed around to warn people not to get too close to the water, let alone jump in and go swimming. Woodford and an unidentified woman, that's how they always are when a guy when a redneck doesn't make it, there's an unidentified woman somewhere. An unidentified woman decided to ignore said warnings. <clears throat> Woodward and an unidentified woman decided to ignore said warnings and get into the water. And while Woodward was tragically killed by an animal, the woman was thankfully unharmed. Says he oh, rem- thank he rem- goodness. He removed his shirt, removed his bill- billfold. Someone shouted a warning. He said, blank the alligators, and jumped into the water and almost immediately yelled for help. Oh, my God. <laughs> Woodward <laughs> becomes the first man to be killed by an alligator in Texas since 1836. Wow. Dang. So you tell me. I mean, did he go out on top? Did he do it his way? Well, at least he took out his billfold. Matt. I, the reason why I thought this was kind of neat is because you like to live dangerously and you don't believe in signs. Like I don't you don't believe in just, signs. You, you don't believe in signage. You if you saw a sign that said alligator and we were all wanting to go swim, you, it's fine. I've heard you say, "Man, oh, that, that, we've been in Florida and places <laughs> in lakes." I was like, "I don't know about it. Oh, it's fine. Don't even they, they, they have to put that up. That's exactly how you think. I think how get killed by alligators. You think you think that signs are just put up to, so people can just just to worry and it's not really that big of a deal and <laughs> and you always want to test it and go see you would you would be just like that guy there ain't no alligator well, going to get me even if you're right about that which I don't think I would ignore that is true. an alligator warning I know what what you're talking about but even if you are, were to ignore alligator warning statistically pretty safe it's been 150 years since that happened to anybody so even still i don't think it's that dangerous <laughs> yeah that guy was jumping in going it's been 1836 dumbasses i'm gonna jump in the water i mean you're way- and then he immediately <laughs> yelled for help I mean, statistically I mean- speaking <laughs> statistically speaking he was in way more danger on his way driving to the alligator pond you're right so i don't know what you are right me. i think the alligator is mad that he cussed at him yeah, that's well, what i, I believe it's personal so. All right, my next news story is kind of serious. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, this one kind of bums me out, especially because it makes me think. Well, no, you know, I guess it bums me out because for sure it just proves the point and what we've been trying to say during this whole podcast and all the bad Christian and all, even back to the days of unlearning is that there ain't no good people in the world. And I, I so far nothing has been said, and hopefully this ends up not being true. But feds, uh, <clears throat> this comes from Fox News. Feds and police search home of subway pitchman jared fogle y'all know jared the subway dude mm-hmm. lost all the yeah. weight yeah it's like joey's hero are you mad at him for losing the weight okay he betrayed shut uh, up man just shut up this is a developing story state- i like jersey mike's man state- should- hey i want to know about mike state and federal authorities <laughs> were searching the indiana home of subway spokesman jared fogle tuesday months after the former director of his charitable foundation was arrested in a child pornography case Mm-hmm. Oh, Fox 59 man. reported Fogel, 37, who became the sandwich chain spokesman in 2000 after losing weight as a freshman in Indiana University by eating all his Subway diet. He lives in Indianapolis, uh, suburb of Zionsville. Authorities did not say if Tuesday's search warrants were connected to the arrest of his former associated, associate. Investigators from the <laughs> FBI, state police, and postal service were outside Fogel's home where an evidence truck was parked in the driveway, um, and Fogel was seen leaving the truck. Mm-hmm. So they're getting like all kinds of stuff. They, I think they grabbed his computers and everything. And so are, there, there's not, maybe not even heroes anymore. This is a guy that people 
thought is a it's, it's a great story. His story's awesome. He worked hard, ate healthy, and lost all this weight and changed his entire life. And now he might there's a potential. Hopefully not, but there's potential. He's a part of a of a uh, child pornography. Mm-hmm. Well. Here's what you got to think on this one. I think this is such a fresh, developing story, no pun intended, um, that – you get that? Fresh? It was a, but, um, Subway so, eat fresh. Right, but, so, so, so pun definitely intended. Yeah, well, I didn't notice it after yeah. I said it. That's when you say oh, no pun intended when I realized I had made one. Anyway, oh, this is – today is Tuesday. So this is eight days before this episode will air. So I'm going to guess things will be different by then. We'll have more information because this literally just happened. So they, like you said – he had somebody in his uh, nonprofit or something that he worked with that got busted previously to this. So it could just be right. related to that. He, I mean, this really is an alleged case, so this may not go down as him. But <laughs> I, we, we could speak of it as if, if he did. I don't know if it is, so we'll, we'll find out for, between now and then. So I imagine people will know more when they hear this episode. But we can leave yeah. it regardless. Well, two but, things I think is no matter what, he's, he's – he's, Career might be wrecked right. either way, right? Absolutely. Even if he's proven innocent, that's what's crazy. Even like, if he's no innocent, what, it'll be like, it. well, wasn't there like that child porn thing with him? Yeah. Uh, right. What was that? Yeah. Okay. Right. Next spokesperson, please. But, right. but uh, also, you know, like I said earlier in the show, I'm not that big of f- fans of the Midwest, but I'm pretty much assuming everybody in Indiana has child porn on their computer. That's probably normal for the Midwest, you know. Come, Come on, on, man. What? They're profiles. That's. That's you made a me, lower you made blow, Joey mad. <laughs> you just made Joey mad. Okay, okay. If you want to be serious, Joey, hey, my father-in-law you. lived in Indiana for a huge part of his life, and he's passed away. Our, so. our drummer Dave lives. In Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! no. But, but if if this is true, I'm going to put it on the same uh, par as Bill Cosby and people with a squeaky clean image that feels too weird of of clean. That's just weird, and I think that always signals something uh, maybe on the other side of that. I think people are balanced out, so if somebody appears very much one way, there must be the, the, the flip side of that has to be, be there too. So it would be maybe like a Bill that's Cosby That's always situation. the case? I've, I've kind of always thought that. Almost, yes. Like, but not, whenever, I mean, I, whenever I meet somebody that is super nice, I do believe no matter what. And I, let me even expand that a little bit. If somebody seems super happy, I always think, in the backside, there there's some real sadness there. Well, let me think if of they, somebody if they project uh, something. If they project super nice, they in the in in their hidden life or whatever is like some real anger or yeah, hatred right, or right. something. Be, yeah, but it didn't have to be something this dark like child pornography. That's that's extreme. Hey, think of somebody that you would be. Is there anybody that you'd be super surprised? No, well, kind of. Yeah, I guess. But like not, if some, like like for like, example, a celebrity. I think I think David Robinson, the former center to the San Antonio Spurs. If something really crazy came out about him, I'd be shocked. No, I would say I mean, the that, fact that, that, that he Bill seems Coffey. so. Yeah, no, I'd say the fact that he seems that clean means it not the case. I'd be more surprised if Dennis Rodman did. That's what I'm saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, Matt. Matt saying that Dennis Rodman of, ain't hiding nice anything. Person. Yeah. He's not. Well, yeah, Dennis Rodman. You you think of him as kind of whatever sexually devious or whatever. Anyway, yeah. so he's not hiding anything. That, the that, admiral, so he's not perhaps. hiding anything. Yeah. So that's why. Anyway, the other thing about this that that is a dynamic that I've noticed in my years. Back me up if anybody agrees. Is an extreme identity change like severe weight loss is yeah. kind of something that I don't think people can ha- like. You have your whole identity wrapped up into one thing, being a fatso for him 
his whole life, and then it changed, and he became rich and powerful, which I always think are negative. And so people that, that can lose a lot of weight and gain power, both of those things are very difficult for a human to handle, in my opinion. And so there typically will be some negative or adverse or effects that that person can't handle. I know that in people that I know that just lose 60 pounds, often their personalities change, and they can't adjust that well, even though they look better. So that's yeah, Matt used to say I was one of the funniest people he knew, and then literally I lost forty five pounds, yep. and my personality changed, and I wasn't funny. Much, much, no, much. That, less funny that was for more. Long that was throw. more correlated with you meeting Jessica. No, no, being in a band. Yeah, when Toby lost a bunch of weight. He became much less. No, those are all. Those are all interrelated. Toby yeah. was the funniest person I'd ever seen in my lifetime. Then he lost forty five pounds. He got in a band that started to do well at the same time and got, got a girl of because of it, which he attributed probably to his good band that he was in that was doing well, that he looked good in, and he looked good so then he could get a girl. Now, how is he supposed well, to be himself? Well, he should attribute no, it listen, to his best friend. Listen to this. How is he supposed to be himself after that? Because the other right. Toby that was crazy and funny is not the one that had a successful band or got a hot girl. <laughs> so how are you supposed <laughs> yeah, to balance that? It's not girl. easy. So Toby's readjusted a little bit now, but he literally was the least funny he's ever been for a good period of time before he readjusted to pretty funny. He's still not back. Yeah, like with Jess, like I really feel like she picked the worst. Like she bought a house during right before the recession. Right before the crash. <laughs> like by marrying me. <laughs> she bought it at the peak. I, I, there was that one brief time where I got thin, <laughs> and she was like, oh, this guy's awesome. Look how, how he looks great. Little did she know this, that the, the Toby market was going to crash yep. and it was going to go bad. <laughs> interest, she, my interest weight and waste, waste was going to increase unbelievable. She would have never it's, bought it was terrible. The, the prop falling fatso from six months before. Yeah, that guy would have been terrible yeah. for her. I do believe that my personality did change some because I was in front of people, and yeah. you're right. But they all I had went to figure together. Out who though. I was. Yeah. All those things played I had to actually together. figure out that I wasn't the skinny guy or the big guy, that I was Toby. And that sounds wild to think about those thoughts. But I, I can fully remember the first time where, and I mean, a lot of people don't ever think that I was the big guy, but I, I've been the big guy for my most of my life. Yeah, you fully, have. I've known that. I can I've fully remember like the first time where I was like, oh, man, girls are actually taking notice of me. I'm not just the big guy being funny around the other what I would consider good looking guys. Like yeah. they're they're thinking looking at me actually for my looks for the first time in my life and that did change me. Ask like me I in person, I'll difference. tell you yeah, ask me in person, I'll tell you other people and other bands and other people I've seen the same thing happen to to back it up. But I won't say it on air for about anybody but my friend Toby. Yep, I know. Hey, <laughs> hey, Matt, listen to this. I don't know if you've heard this story or not, but when Toby did meet his wife for the first time, we ended up almost, at, it, I guess you just call it a, an adult slumber party because Priscilla and I, we were staying is at- Is this news related? A, yeah, we were this staying at really a- that good. This is going to be a terrible story. We are staying at a beach house that- My last just, story tonight- <clears throat> Toby, let Send him free Facebook. It. Let him Go tell ahead, it. tell- No. 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 Go ahead. No, no, you want me to, and I'm not going to. I'm going to spite you by not doing it. You, oh, you no. really want me to share the story? Dang, I feel really bad. You're not going to get to tell your story. I feel. <laughs> I, I'm really sorry, man. I am really sorry. Okay. Uh, my last story tonight or this afternoon is sin free face. So we were all like, staying at this <laughs> beach. <laughs> Go ahead. No, you tell your story. I want. No. I want our listeners to hear the story that you're going to tell from what. 10, 12 years ago? Yeah, go I ahead. guess you nailed it with 12 years. Go ahead. No, no you go ahead. You go ahead. Matt, mm -hmm. what can I do? What I, Right I now, what can what I do? do. 
I don't really. I just want that. I want the people I to be happy. Know. I want to bring them the news. I want to be honest and real. Just, just I told y'all about how I, everything was so rough in my life right before this news and things were looking up. And now this dude, this dude here is trying to steal my joy. You Who? don't. You do not honor my journey with my news. You do not honor my journey. You're not on a journey. You're full of pride and arrogance, and you're pompous about something you suck at. Sin-free Facebook attracts thousands. And actually, this was sent to us by a BC listener called. He's called Cody he's Foreman. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. He's a roving reporter, my friends. A group of evangelical Christians in Brazil has launched a social network where swearing and erotic content in any form is completely banned. The creators of Face Gloria. (laughs) (laughs) Are you being serious? Face Gloria claim the site has attracted 100,000 members since its launch last month. There are 600 words which are forbidden on the site and amen button for expressing appreciation for a post. So you say amen instead uh, instead of like. Umaland, a social network for Muslims, which launched in 2013, currently has 329,000 members. It includes extended privacy settings for women and daily Islamic inspirational quotes. Uh, We are creating Umaland on Islamic values. No small talk, no boasting, no gossiping and backbiting, but focusing on the message that really matters. And they're trying to spread the glory. Brazil's Face Gloria is currently only available in Portuguese, but other language services and a mobile app are also planned. Well, the the creators told uh, the AFP and BBC that on Facebook you see a lot of violence and pornography, and that's why we thought we have to get that. And so uh, that's why we thought of creating a network where we could talk about God, love, and to spread his word. Because you know what? The number one thing I have never seen on Facebook ever is anybody's uh, biblical quote or any (laughs) inspirational about God. I have never seen that. I definitely see raw boobs. I I see penises. I see unbelievable stuff. I've never once seen a a biblical verse. And that makes me mad. (laughs) Yeah, I'm definitely running my feed. My my unmoderated feed is running about 65% uh, faith-based memes. (laughs) Hey, I do want to tip my hat to this organization, though, with all the time that you put into brainstorming the name. For it, face glorious. Yeah. No, the only <laughs> knock is please come if you if you don't want to play along with the world, please don't copy it directly. That's all I would say. If you don't want to play along, come up with something. Don't directly copy the, the mainstream, whatever it is. It, in just, anyway, it, there's another thing called GodTube that's like a YouTube I know. thing, and it's just it's just it's just like man, hey, somebody. <laughs> create something and a Christian goes, hmm, I'm going to copy that, but I'll just put the word Christian or God or Gloria in it and it'll be for us. (laughs) Like, uh, No, you just ripped them off. You didn't do any hard work or anything. You just copied somebody. It's unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. All right, guys, that's my news for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you, Tony. Make you you feel better now that you found a glimmer of truth. Oh, man. Yes, I do, guys. All right, well, hey, let's listen up. Listen up. I want you to put your hands in the air. Holla. Yo, shout outs to the BC Club. Yo. (laughs) (laughs) The BC Club. Stop. Oh, my. They're all dropping their memberships now. Let Dickie do (laughs) do anything. Don't do that. You are very. Yo, listen up. Is Stop Zach Strutzman right in the house? Very, 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 very youth pastor. Zach Strutzman and TJ Richards, Tara Marshall, this is Pro awful. Church Tools. Hey, you hear that? 
Pro Church Tools Incorporated supports Bad Christian. I don't nice. know who you are, Mr. Pro Church Tools, but thank you, Mr. Incorporated. We have Nehemiah Siemens. That's S I E. Keep moving. Keep Morgan going. Morgan Vanderhart, Matt Hall, Luke Eccles, oh, right? Kenita Nadu. Please stop. Please. You want me to say that again? Kenita Nadu, Justin Hartford, Joshua M. Wing, Jeremiah Orvis, Jason Vanderlane, Garrett Schmidt, and last but not least, Gilheim DiMello da Costa. Hey! Gilheim Di Mello da Costa. Why are you Arr! yelling? Gilheim. <laughs> this is an awful I'm way so, to end the podcast. I, I'm embarrassed just, for you people to join the BC Club. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm I mean, sorry. We, I am sorry. I'm embarrassed for Matt and I. We we thought, hey, we need to start a podcast with yeah. that guy. What were we thinking? Hey, <laughs> sorry. I, I, hey, anybody just that Joey's that. ever read your name, you're totally eligible for a yeah. refund, cancel Click. your subscription yeah. or membership at any time. We don't need, need yep. the money that bad. It's fine. Hey, well, I just want to say to Kanita Nadu, you are the most fun name that I've ever said, and I'm pretty sure you're a girl, and I love your name, Kanita Nadu. I love it. She loves this thing. Okay, guys, we got to get out of here, but hey, I, I don't want to spill the beans, but I kind of got to, man, Go ahead. Joey. So... We're super excited about this, and we're going to make this announcement, but we are uh, actually making our first uh, Bad Christian Films movie, and we are super excited about it, and we're just going to play the trailer real quick so uh, so you guys can hear a little bit about it. You already got the trailer it. made? Yep, here it comes. Okay. At Christian Theme Park, Osteen Woods, something <laughs> is amiss. Something is wrong. Dead wrong. When little Timmy Keller and Stevie Furtick hop aboard the pour-into-you splash zone, they never expected what would happen next. <laughs> they were about to be ass-assinated. <laughs> For the first time on film, Joyce Fenson's humongous ass will bring fear to your heart, and you won't believe your eyes. This is the biggest blockbuster, but wait, there's more. Just when you thought it couldn't get any worse, Svensson's got a kidney stone, and he's going to make everyone riding the Bible thumper or inside the Holy Ghost house feel just like his urinary track. This summer from Bad Christian Films, we present Your Ass's World. Your Ass's World. Joey's Ass's World. <laughs> so we're super excited about it. We Guys, uh, hopefully it's going to get into the films. Ask for it at your local theater. It's going to be awesome.